everybody, welcome to Dawson Starlings. Today we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 8, The Reluctant Hero. This episode first aired November 25th, 1998. The Netflix episode summary says, As a film festival prize fails to reunite Dawson and Joey, Andy sets out to help Pacey get his life back on track. This episode was written by Darren Goldberg and Shelley Meals and directed by Joe Napolitano. We love to see it. We love to see it. You know who else I love to see? Tell me. Friggin' Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I love Jimmy Stewart. It starts with uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. They're watching it on the TV. Of course, Pacey's not into it. Of course, Dawson is too into it. He, I think that he thinks... Well, he's, I mean, he says it here, but we've seen Jimmy Stewart in season one with Dawson and Joey. And like Dawson really thinks that he is Jimmy Stewart, which is a choice. Does he think he's Jimmy Stewart? Does he think he's Steven Spielberg? Is he having an identity crisis? I think he, well, I think he is in general having an identity crisis. In general, for sure. They're watching Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, a movie that I'm very surprised to say I have not seen. I saw it one time very, very, very long time ago, but I'm more of a um, It's a Wonderful Life Jimmy Stewart fan. I just thought he was so darn cute. This little accent. Mm-hmm. What is that accent, anyway? I don't know. Much like Tamara Jacobs, it's uh, really hard to place. Yeah, for sure. Pacey says that he can't really connect to the morally grounded type like Jimmy Stewart, because that's more like Dawson Steele. Uh, He calls him an endangered species. He says Dawson is Jimmy Stewart and Pacey is a needless waste born to walk in the shadows of greater men. Okay. Cool, Pacey. Cool vibe. Mm -hmm. And then uh, who should come stumbling through the window of love? Jen. Window of love still stands because Jen loves alcohol. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure, 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 sure. Who doesn't? (laughs) Jen's drunk and Dawson tells Pacey that it's the third time that she's coming this week because Jen is going through something she's having a bit of a moment (laughs) but lucky for her she has dawson and pacey to take her shoes off yeah it is a very like sweet little thing that they take off her shoes her shoes yeah yeah i got a note from a writer that we both know and have what i would consider to be our um normal admiration and not an unhealthy amount of admiration for this particular writer and the note was in a script i'd written that like somebody one character brings another character a bagel and the note was to add in if it was a plain bagel or if it was a bagel with cream cheese because those are two different things and if you're like making the bagel for somebody and adding the cream cheese it's like more of a a lovely gesture than just like here's a plain piece of carb for you. And that mm-hmm. I thought of that when I saw the boys taking off her shoes. Oh, yes. Just like because, you know, they could have just thrown the pillow or the pillow on her. Could have just like <laughs> thrown the blanket on her. But taking off her shoes shows that, yeah. you know. Shows a little bit more friend chem. Yeah, friend chem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could have just put the pillow over her head and strangled her to death. But they didn't. They didn't. That was very nice of them. Mm-hmm. And frankly, you know, good for them. I don't know that I would have done the same. there have been moments in these first few episodes of the season i know yeah and then uh we're out act one mr manny is having breakfast at the leary's house Mm -hmm. he's just uh grabbing a few things since he's officially moving out womp womp very sad i know yes awesome if he wants to hang out later and be friends oh mitch 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 don't ever suggest 
to do a friend thing with your son. That's such a slap in the face. He's bitchy when he says it, but Dawson's right. Like he does not need any more friends. He's good on friends. Yeah. I'm on his side for this. I'm usually on Dawson's side when it comes to this crazy divorce. But you and I are both biased because we come from parents who are divorced. So they have their little bitchy morning. And then on the way out the door, Dawson heads out to school. He opens the mail that Mitch handed them. And uh, whatever is in that envelope, very exciting. We'll come back to it later, though, because there's no time to look at the envelope. Because first, Pacey has to go get shit on by his guidance counselor. His GPA is 1.7. And he's failing at most things. And he's going to need summer school in like 10 years when summer happens. (laughs) I think that we're starting to get somewhere with time. Because I think that this puts us at second semester. If if his guidance counselor says you need to repeat sophomore year, at this point, I think that this says that we're in second semester. Which would also make sense. We're in the second season. Both seasons take place in this one school year. I think we're in the second semester. Yeah, because the last episode they had midterms. I don't think I realized how much we needed this. Like, I need this in a TV show to be grounded in A timeline? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But apparently I do. And then in the halls, Zaz, you will factually never believe this, but the creature from whatever, whatever, the Swat Monster movie has won the Boston Film Festival. Oh my God. I I kind of like that this film is coming back for like a little mini payoff. It's funny and it's good. It's good writing for it to come back, but it's just like, really? What about Helmets of Glory? (laughs) I want to know where they placed in this film festival. If you go watch Felicity season one, they do talk a little bit about Helmets of Glory because Scott Foley's character is like, I got to go home back to Cape Side and collect an award. (laughs) Second place. A second place award, a silver medal, if you will. So they won the junior prize, the jurors prize in the junior division. And it comes with a prize of $2,500 for their next movie. Oh, big money, big money. Oh, Uh, Dawson wants Joey to produce their next movie because nothing says space like producing a movie together. Joey says that she can't because she just signed up for art classes and doesn't have the time. And off both of their sad little faces, Dawson crosses off and Jack's back. What's up, Jack? Andy's brother, Jack. Brother to Andy. (laughs) He, He wants to make things right between them and apologizes for kissing her out of the blue with absolutely zero warning or, frankly, any want whatsoever. Joey says that she's actually not mad at him and he was right at the dance. She's more mad at herself than anything else. And uh, then Jack, like, it's very cute. Jack tells her to get over it. Yeah. He's like, okay, enough. This has been like two episodes, so. (laughs) And then he runs off because the bell rings. And I just have to say that there is absolutely no cool way to run with a backpack on your body. (laughs) But if there was. (laughs) No. He's not it's one of it. No, he's not. It's one of the most embarrassing things that any human being can do is run with a backpack on. <laughs> Ugh, embarrassing. At lunch, Dawson is like furiously writing his latest script on a laptop in the cafeteria like he's at a Burbank Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and you know exactly like what I'm talking a, to, too. I, I was that person. <laughs> with a one right by Bob's? Yep. <laughs> That's the or one. any any coffee shop in the Lo- greater Los Angeles area, I've probably hit it. I was thinking specifically of the one at Bob's. Yeah. Because there are always one. people out there, inside and outside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beep, 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 beep. The tables were way too small, too, there. You always see Greg Berlanti being like, this is the title. 
<laughs> the all nighter, even though they all fall asleep promptly at 9 p.m. Well, the all nighter, I think the original script has an asterisk in it. <laughs> the all nighter, but not. <laughs> um, I uh, I've never related anything like harder to Dawson ever than when he's trying to type and like he's in it, and then Jen comes over and be like, "What are you writing? A script?" <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, what? Like, so what's so like a script?" And he's just like the look that he throws at her to be like, "I'm in it right now. I can't talk to you. Shut up, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, same. I'm like, mom, go away." And then she's like, Ash, why don't you have a better job yet? <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. But also stop asking, well, what are you going to do with it when it's done? Because um, I'm, I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Know. It's going to be in a fucking folder on my computer. <laughs> Until the day I die. Yeah. Someone will read it at my funeral and think, eh. <laughs> I have notes. <laughs> Good thing she never leveled up. We're healthy. Um, Dawson tells Jen that they won the festival and then Jen gives him the reaction he needs. Like this poor guy, he just needed somebody to tell, to tell him congratulations. Because you yeah. can see it on his face when she says congratulations. He's so just like. He's like, oh, I needed it. Oh. He needed it an attaboy. I can't relate. That's not something I live or die on for sure. But um, <laughs> I know that some people enjoy their attaboys. Attaboy is how you pronounce it. I wouldn't know either because. I am very self-validating. Yes, yes. I, I lift <laughs> myself up, so don't need mm -hmm, anyone yeah. else. For sure. <sighs> Meanwhile, Pacey relays the story of his impending failure to Andy, who uses a whole lot of words to just say, like, that's bullshit. And because this is a podcast from a show about 23 years ago and not the public school system, I'll just sum it up by saying she's right. <laughs> Like her yeah. whole speech about what the schooling system has done. Just like, she's right. Go watch. You've seen the show. If you're listening here, you get it. She's so wise. She is. And she's such a good influence on Pacey. I'm really into it. Mm hmm. Yeah. I really like them together a lot. Me too. He's growing. I dare say she's growing. Yeah. She is wearing sweater vests now. Yeah. Very a la Chandler Bing. <laughs> she's taking the Dawson mantle. Of Chandler. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> Just the biggest sweater vest, the ugliest color. And she's like, yep, this is it. This is what I'm wearing. I landed a man. Now I'm going to keep a man <laughs> in my sweater vest. God, the 90s. Oh. Chris Wolf of the Puka Shell Wolves approaches Jen to talk about future party plans. And so I guess that's who Jen's been out like partying with. You know what I love about this? Besides absolutely nothing. Now that like Jen's sort of back in good with Dawson and Pacey like we get to worry about Jed now yes we're more emotionally invested we want to make sure her shoes come off before she passes out yeah on her stomach if possible ideally yes Jen invites Dawson to go to this party she's going to with Chris he says no because he's Dawson and also because he's got another script to write he's an award-winning filmmaker Zaz just like he's me you. he's an award-winning filmmaker wow it's big it's big I understand the uh, pressures that come with it. So he's under a lot of pressure right now. Yeah, he is. He really is. Zaz literally is an award-winning filmmaker. So <laughs> It was a college award. That still counts. More than I've won. Oh, yeah. That's what I tell my parents every day. <laughs> more than, that's more than Kim's ever done with her life. 
Yep. Jen uh, takes Dawson's refusal to go to the party like the wrong-ish way, I guess, and yells at him to not judge her for enjoying herself. Dawson reminds her that he didn't say anything, and then we get a very nice shot of Jen feeling not great. Over at Pacey and Andy's talk space session, uh, Andy says that if he acts like a joke, that's what people will think about him. And this is not something I can relate to at all. Moving on, Pacey very seriously <laughs> says, yes, he is a joke. Like he is genuinely is like, no, I'm I am a joke. She tells him that she's not coming to his pity party and she doesn't think that he's a joke. Uh, Pacey says he, he's past the point of no return. And he doesn't know how to change. And then he said or she tells him that heroes are made, not born. It's a little too much. It's like forced. It's a little forced. It is a little forced. But I really love the way that Pacey looks at her at the end of this. Yes, in terms of the Pacey Andy chemistry, I love this scene, but the dialogue is forced. Sorry, Shelly, yep. Darren, and Kevin. Yeah, sorry, K Dubs. In Act Two, Jack's being all charming with Joey in the lunch line and asks her out, not on a date, Zaz. Don't worry. They're not going on a date, they're going on a date. Oh my God, I can't. Again, this is way too forced. <laughs> it's too cutesy. It's too forced. I don't, I'm not into it. You're not into it? You no. Know Why is she so smitten with Jack? She's still being very weird to me because she spent so long pursuing Dawson, loving Dawson. Oh my God, I can't have him. He's my friend. And then she finally gets him and she's just like, I don't know. Because Jack is charming as hell. Yeah. And you know, I think that Dawson's kind of a loser, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think, still think that she's very acting very weird to me. Something's going on with her. I don't know, man. You seen Jack's jawline? Yeah, but. You could slice salami yeah. on that jawline. <laughs> it's like a Ted Danson jawline. Ooh, Ted Danson's jawline is top notch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Now that you say that, it is weird. She got everything she wanted. And it's it's tricky because I think that if she we've talked about before, like if Joey had a backstory beyond like uh, my dad's in prison, my mom died, my sister has a black boyfriend. Hashtag where's Bodie? Hashtag like, where's Bodie? <laughs> she just seemed to flip very fast. She does flip, flip very fast. And I wonder if it would feel that way if she had this like art thing kind of brewing in season one. Yeah. Because it just feels like it got turned on immediately. And mm -hmm. it would have been cool to kind of see it a little bit. But anyway, so Joey and Jack going on a date. Uh, so he's all cute and like runs over to tell Andy. And oops, also Dawson's best friend, Pacey. My bad, yo. Sorry, man. Which he does say. He does apologize. It's Jack's night with mom. But uh, Andy has to stay home and study anyway. So then we get another like glimpse into the problem with their mom. Because Andy says it's all under control and the new meds are working. But Jack does not think that it's actually true. This storyline with Andy and Jack's mom is brutal. Yeah. It's very real. It's just, it's brutal. It's very sad, heartbreaking. And a lot for two 16-year-olds or two just minors to take on. Yeah. It's just, a, it's hard to watch. But great in terms of storytelling. And I like how this is not a spoiler because as we know in the world of Dawson's Creek, like all these storylines just don't disappear, which is cool to see and not... I don't think that that's something that happens often now in current teen drama. I like how it has unfolded so far and like will unfold as it goes. Mm -hmm. I like that these arcs are slower. Payoff slower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. On that, uh, we go over to Joey getting ready for her dat when Dawson comes over and gives her half the prize money for the festival. 
Joey asks if he thinks that they can be friends, and Dawson says that he likes that. He tells her he's thinking about making a love story. Boy meets girl, gets girl, loses girl, and then gets the girl back because he's a sucker for an, for a happy ending. Also, he likes it when the movie ends nicely. Oh! Nice misdirect. Thank you. It was good. <laughs> Thank you. Because I was ready to make the dirty joke. <laughs> you know I was. <laughs> you give me the dirty joke. He's a sucker for a happy ending. Who isn't? <laughs> simple it's a classic because it works yeah um as they're having like a nice little moment between them who should stroll on up jack 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 with was that him backpack. running with his backpack yep <laughs> do you think that the key for running with a backpack is holding the straps like at the top this is not a visual medium i just realized so you picture a backpack you're holding like the the straps towards the top like at kind of at your shoulders collarbone mm-hmm. area or is the key holding the little loose part at the end with the thumb holes? And now, what do you mean by the key? <laughs> As in, like, the most, the least awkward way? Yeah. The most awkward way? Least. Um, I don't, honestly, they're both bad. It's just all bad. I think it's all bad, but I wonder if, like, holding the bottom, the loose straps where you can adjust it, the adjustable part, I think holding that is a little bit better because otherwise they're so they're not flapping in the wind. Right, right, right. Which yeah. is even more embarrassing. Yeah. Um, at Dawson Starlings on Instagram. Let us know how you run with your backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is such a mess. <laughs> um uh at the <laughs> mr man meet loft of loneliness dawson's done helping mitch move but uh mitch only has one friend and he lives under a dock so obviously he's like trying to get dawson to stick around and it is listen mitch with a face like that you're gonna you know it, it, it's a little pathetic mitch finds very charming place with exposed brick and a chain link fence. Yeah, it's very 90s loft. It kind of looks like um, a place where drug cartels keep their sex trafficking victims. <laughs> um, there's like a legit chain link fence inside of his loft. Yeah. Surrounding his bed. Like, I don't understand that look. I, um, I was watching this episode and a friend of mine was over and... I, I was like, hey, I got to watch the last like 10 minutes of this episode really quick. So we tossed it on and she just looked up and it was just the scene <laughs> at the end where it's Mitch or it's just the loft. Like it's, the shot was like from Mitch's bed to the chain link fence. <laughs> and my friend just goes, not a, not a big budget show. <laughs> I was like, no, mm-hmm. this is actually the bigger budget. Like this it season is the is. bigger budget. <laughs> this is just where he chose to live. Yeah, and then I was like, well, he's going through something and he's getting a divorce and it's supposed to look like a lot. And then I was like, forget it. Just don't worry. Don't worry about what I'm doing. So Mitch asked Dawson um, how it's going with Joey. And that's when we find out that Dawson hasn't really talked to his dad in a while because his dad didn't even know that they'd broken up. Mitch says that he doesn't need Dawson to like the separation, but he needs him to respect his decision. And that's when Dawson... And I guess it kind of got aside with him a little bit, says that all he does right now is respect other people's wishes and it feels like shit. And that's kind of what we're seeing him do, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things are out of his control and he's just gone with the flow. Mm-hmm. But also it's not his life. It's other people's lives and he's just got to get over it. 
Yeah. In the words of Jack, Andy's brother. I don't know. Yeah. I see both sides. Devil's advocate, as they say. (laughs) I was going to say that's because you're so. um, Fair. I don't know. Balanced. Attractive. (laughs) I don't know what word I was going to say. Something. You're something. Dawson, uh, Mitch gives Dawson a key to the loft and tells him he can always come over. The door is always open. It's good, I guess. I don't know. Thanks, Dad, but I I live in a house. <laughs> <laughs> this is drafty, dude. <laughs> you don't even have a ladder propped up against your window? Okay. First floor? Yeah. No thanks. Ugh. Anyone can come in here. Um, at Jen's, Dawson tells her that uh, he's going to go with her to Chris's party. It's not a date. No one is going on a date in this episode. Everyone just chill out. No dates are happening. No dates are happening. And you know who's really excited to see Dawson show up at this P-A-R-T? Mm-hmm. Everyone, because he's such a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jack. Jack's having himself quite that, by the way. He's also not having a date. He's having a great little dat. Because um, they're just like hanging out, talking. I feel for Joe. They're like sitting out there watching a lightning storm. And Joey starts to like tell a story about lightning. But it's a story about her and Dawson. Because like, of course it is. I, th- I think, I mean, obviously. Like, I think that in Joey's head, there are two different Dawsons. There's the one yeah. that she grew up with. And then the one that she fell in love with and everything else. Yeah. But I feel bad for Jack. Like, I feel bad for both of them. Because, uh, you know, Jack's out here trying to have his dad not hear about the guy that he that punched him at the dance. Right. They then because obviously Dawson was in the story, they have to talk about Dawson and how life is like a movie to him. So, of course, he had to punch the bad guy. Jack says that he'd be mad, too, if he let Joey get away. Rico Suave. Rico Suave. <laughs> um, at uh, Chris's house where Dawson is a major buzzkill. Jen's pixie cut. Uh, bad. Very bad. Fluffy. Just too fluffy. Too fluffy. Uh, at Andy's, Pacey mm. asks a question we should all be asking, which is, whose job is it to decide which events in history should be in history books? Good job, Pacey. Hmm. Valid question. And the answer is white men. Yeah. They didn't do a good job. Andy says that Pacey's giving her a headache. And if that's the case, buddy, you're going to hate Twitter in 2021. Also, you're going to be super active on it in 2021. (laughs) Andy will love Twitter. Yeah, a little bit. Andy probably invents Twitter. (laughs) Jack. (laughs) At Andy. (laughs) No time for Twitter, though. Just kidding. There's always time for Twitter. Uh, Andy's mom is causing a scene at the store. There's like a whole crowd around her while she's talking about something. I'm actually not sure what's happening in this scene. Like, what has caused there to be, like, something? Yeah, they make it very vague. They're just like, she's at the store. I don't want to call the cops. And I'm like, whoa, what's she doing? And then she gets to the store, and it seems like her mom is just shopping. (laughs) Yeah. Niles. With everyone staring at her nervously. Yeah. But Pacey to the rescue. I know. It's so And this whole scene warmed my cold, dead heart. So much. He just w- completely knew what to do and he calmed her down. Oh, God, this story is so brutal. <laughs> he's so such sweet. a babe. He is. He's such a babe. And he's made, gentlemen, we have a lot of male listeners. Gentlemen, take note. You're like, I mean, he's already so handsome, but you're even more handsome when you're just a gentleman. Nice, nice. 
Yeah, Ladies, try it. Ladies, keep your standards low and you won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Keep your standards extremely high. There are good men out there. You will find them, I promise. Or women, whoever you're into. I don't care. Over at Chris's party, uh, Chris is leading Jen up to the bedroom. And for some reason, Dawson follows. I'm not quite sure what Dawson's motivation here is. Because it's only Chris and Jen when he gets up there. But then when he gets into the room, it's Chris and his idiot friend taking advantage of a nearly passed out Jen. And I can't remember his name. Oh, sorry. I did. I wrote this down. It's uh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, Kim Moffat, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all night. You did it. And if you're looking for Brett Kavanaugh, he'll be serving on the Supreme Court. For life. Yeah, forever. He'll be a lifetime arbiter of justice. Don't worry, folks. Meanwhile, Jen. He's young. We're in good hands. Meanwhile, uh, so Dawson carries like a furious Jen out of the room and they go outside and have a fight. Dawson says that she's drinking to avoid being unhappy, which... Duh. Welcome to the pandemic, my man. If I was happy, I wouldn't need that. Something else would would heal me, like love and joy. A joy. We are not well. No, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Dawson, uh, Jen tells Dawson that he's doing the same thing. Like, he's not using alcohol or sex, but he's super unhappy. And Dawson says that, it, yes, obviously. But he'll take his sadness because it's real. To which Jen says... She's not pretending. She's just having a good time because nothing says having a good time like having hair too fluffy and drunkenly fighting outside of a high school party. And throwing up. Yeah. Puking over the side of the fence. That's a wrap on the fight, by the way. It's time to puke. Puke and cry. Been there. You know? Been there. Dawson and Jen have like a very sweet moment after she pukes and when she starts crying. And I know that it's hard when this happens, but I love when Dawson is like kind and supportive. We don't, you know, Dawson is Dawson, but because it's normal in these moments, it's very nice. Yeah. Well, he is a good friend. He is a good friend. Yeah. Uh, over with Jack and Joey, the dat is over, and uh, Jack is very gentlemanly walking her to her porch couch, and then he swoops in for another kiss. This one I'm okay with. Yes, but Joey's kind of just like hmm, whatever. There's no full moon. It was better when the moon is full. She's gotten the lecture about how second kisses are even more important. And she just kind of was whatever about it. Yeah, that's true. She should know by now. She's cooling on Jack already. Too soon, Joey. You got to treat him like you treated Dawson. Give him a whole seven days before you break up with him. At Andy's house, Pacey and Andy get her mom tucked in. And Pacey tells Andy that he's worried about her. Like, good. I'm glad that somebody is. I'm sorry that it has to be your 16-year-old yeah. boyfriend, but... I'm glad that somebody like has proven or is worried about these two kids taking care of their mom. Andy says that Pacey proved himself wrong because he is not a joke. He's a prince. She doesn't say prince, but like he's a prince. He's not a joke. He is a prince and a babe. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy you very You're so much. So special. We're so special. Oh, uh, Andy says that she's proud of Basie and he says that he's not really used to hearing that. And uh, on that, they're headed back upstairs to study and probably Mac. Oh, well, you know, Andy likes to fly her freak flag. Only after a school dance, though. Mm. Maybe not. Because we know what school dances lead to. Punching Jack in the face. Sex stuff. Oh, sex stuff. Oh, got it. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> which could be punching jack in the face people are into whatever they're into and good on them be careful 
but good on him. Uh, over at Mr. Man Meets Loft of Hangovers, where Dawson has brought Jen, uh, Dawson finally apologizes to Mitch, and I feel like there was no need for me to add finally to that sentence. Just, he apologizes. You're the kid. You know, like, you don't need to do, like, a yeah apology thing. Dawson says that Mitch has always been, like, a larger-than-life Harrison Ford ideal to him. To, uh, and to you, too, I assume, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a audio medium, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot. My bad. I am shaking. I mean, I'm nodding my head. Yes. Very vigorously. I'm saying yes. Oh, you're saying yes. All right. Mitch says that no one can leave, live up to that. In reality, people are flawed. But then he says um, that he can be his dad. And if he'll let him, his friend. I don't know. I feel bad because I like parents being friends is weird to me. It's not great. You can be friendly with your parent. But I think like, oh, my my dad is my best friend. It's like not a not great. It's not appropriate because eventually those lines are going to cross. Yeah, exactly. But I also feel like Mitch needs a friend. I feel so bad for him. I know. And not the guy that lives under the dock, please. No, please not. Uh, there's also something like in Mitch's delivery that makes it so much less desperate sounding when he says that they can be friends. It's like way less. I can score you beer than earlier in the episode. It's like a nice. Right. Yeah. Right. Dawson brings Jen some water and Jen asks what Dawson's movie is about. Um, he tells her it's a romance and he doesn't know how it ends because he hasn't finished writing it because he only started it that day at lunch. And he's been busy. He has been busy. It's also going to be a feature, by the way. So like, no, nah, he's not done yet. Give the man some time to finish it. Give the man roughly three to six years so that he can question all of it. He can rewrite it. He can throw it away. He can think it's okay. Plus time for notes. <laughs> oh, God. It'll be a decade before we see this thing in theaters. <laughs> um, Jen offers some editorial advice. No happy ending. Things never end happy in real life. Jen, you're going to get through this. You little cardiothoracic surgeon friend. So dramatic. I know. <laughs> Jen, <laughs> you've been sad for about three days. You're, you're going to get, you'll, you'll persevere. Yeah, you'll be fine. And then acoustic number three by the Goo Goo Dolls plays out. And you think that's the end of the episode. But no, we go back to Dawson's bedroom. And well, 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 who should we find entering through the window of love? But our very own Josephine. I guess I'm not quite over it just yet. Potter. If someone if people came through my window unannounced like that, I would be so traumatized. Yeah. She's just like, hey, Dawson. Like, with no warning, I would sleep with a gun under my pillow, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. I would just close the window. Oh. That would be my first thing. Yeah. I do sleep with a bat next to my bed. Really? I have my whole life. Wow. Should I? Yeah, actually. You're a, you live alone. I have the cat. You're right. Your cat will save your life. <laughs> no. If I'm dead, she's going to be like, no food. I'm eating you first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a long time before anyone realizes you're in there. Big time. I'll just be like, I guess she's camping. <laughs> For how long? Maybe more than a week. Is that too long? Yeah, that's probably too long of a window. <laughs> <laughs> For me. <laughs> All right. Two days, two nights. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so Joey goes into the bedroom, sits on the empty bed, holding Bruce the shark and uh, something tells me that that little dat she went on with Jack did not change her feelings for Dawson. And then she exits and then it end the episode like ends weirdly on a shot of Bruce the shark. Like, 
that is the frame. The yeah. frame is like Joey exiting and then there it is. Yeah. Is that significant in some way? Well, because who came first through the window of love? Dawson and Stevie Spiels. The chicken or the shark? So that's it. That's our episode. Uh, next week, we'll talk about season two, episode nine, the election. Oh. Politics. Mixing my two favorite things, politics and unrequited love. Both of these things I love. You are such a fan of unrequited love. Unlike me, I hate it. You're so interesting. And now, Kim, if anyone wants to hear anything, um, who, where on social media find you? <laughs> if anyone wants to hear anything, I'm at on social media at Kim Moffat. <laughs> and Zaz. Amazing. If anybody wants to try and convince you that you should join literally every single other person in the entire world and love unrequited love, where can they find you on social media? Um, I'm the at symbol. You can find that if you press shift and then the number two button, Ashley Zaz. Interesting. And our show, of course, at Dawson's Darlings on Instagram. Please follow and like our posts and interact with us. We're so deprived for your attention and love. And thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you, Kamala. We love you. Thank you.